The Well is a gospel-centered church located in Boulder, Colorado. We exist to proclaim the gospel and make disciples. For more information about The Well, please visit us online at www.boulderwell.org. My hope and desire is that each of us um, actually have an experience of God's Spirit um, in, in a way that, that is um, where, where God's Spirit actually takes up more territory in our heart, in our life, than what he has right now. So that applies for, all, for every, every person here. So, uh, so how do we do this? Um, there are four things I have on this handout, and I'm, I'm sure you've been looking through it. Uh, number one is, is, is so critical because the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who actually leads us to sanctification, the Spirit who points out in us our sin, leads us to conviction. And so a part of how we experience God's Spirit is through repentance. So um, this week, and I know you have, uh, what did the, the communities, Chase, you were telling me about? The what? The dig groups. You guys in dig groups? My, my hope is, is that you could bring this to your dig group and to the degree that you're, you're comfortable, especially A. A is the most personal, um, but definitely B, C, and D share uh, your experiences with this. So but A, A is the most critical because it's the Holy Spirit. So is there unrepentant sin in my life that is interfering with my discerning of the Spirit's leading. Um, sin, if, if you could think of your, your heart that God has given you and restored and renewed as like an antenna, as like a, a little, it's like a, a tube that actually, it, there's like, just go with me here. It's like a, t- a tube and the, there's like a hole in it and it actually can receive like water, um, uh, but you can just think of it as like anointing oil, like God's, the presence of, of God, like oil. So oftentimes it's described as God's oil. So that, okay, so in your heart, in the deepest part of your heart, you actually have a little receptor. A little, a little receptor. And, and that receptor uh, gets uh, distorted by sin. Which is, and it's, and it's subtle stuff. It's not like, if you're thinking like, not like the famous naughty stuff, it's actually not, rarely is it that. Um, it's, a, it's more subtle stuff around pride and around the desire that we actually have for our own life to live the life that we want and not necessarily God's will be done. That's usually where that lies. So, so a heart of repentance is a heart of rest, restoring that part in our soul that actually is for real receptive to God's presence. Which is why, which is why you can do all kinds of religious stuff and then God's presence can just totally leave because deep down inside you don't really want it. So A is most important. Honestly, is there, 
is their sin, unrepentant sin, and it's usually there's something in my life that I just don't want to give over to God yet. That's interfering with my discerning of God's leading. If so, confess it. Receive grace and forgiveness available in the gospel. Um, and this is specifically for, 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 um, for Christians who want to like, see and experience God's mission. If you can't experience the gospel, you have nothing to offer other people you lead. So, uh, so now ask God for a fresh infilling of the Spirit. So I want you to spend some time this week really processing A. A is critical. All right, B is this. Ask God what patterns, if any, need to be broken in your personal and missional life in order to enable a fresh work of mission in your ministry. So um, uh, literally go through how is it that I connect with God right now? And if, and if, it's, if it's dry as bones and maybe, maybe there's actually a pattern that you've been leaning on for too long, and God, God's presence has just bolted out of that. And so, and so why are you doing the same thing again? Uh, so what pattern in my life needs to get crushed? What pattern needs to get crushed? See, we didn't have a, a chance to, to get into this. Ask God what patterns need to be recovered in order to restore vision and newness in our mission. Now, uh, it's, it's kind of fun thinking about patterns that are, are broken, but, but the same spirit will actually lead us back to other patterns. And, and I say here, Acts 15. Um, the, Acts 15 is the, is the Jerusalem Council story. And the Jerusalem, you can think of Jerusalem as like kind of the old conservative church, kind of stodgy and suspicious of all this Holy Spirit stuff and all this... Uh, uh, mission going out to the Gentiles. They're a little bit suspicious of all that. What's fascinating is you actually see the Holy Spirit working in Jerusalem and actually producing a document that was receptive, was good for the Gentiles, so the gospel can move to them, but also had some things in there that were a tipping of the cap and sort of a uh, hey, there's some things that are in uh, of our older tradition that we're going to hang on to. And it's actually important that we hang on to it. I don't have time to get into all this, but, but go and look. So uh, in Acts 15, so ask God, what, what pattern do you need to be recovered in order to restore vision? So maybe there's a way that you used to connect with God and you moved away from it. Maybe this week you need to discover like, I haven't actually read my Bible in the mornings for years. Maybe I should read my Bible. And yeah, there's a time where I read it a long time ago, and it was just, I just couldn't connect with God. Maybe, maybe you need to do that again, just as an example. And then, C, and then D, look at the world around you and listen to the Spirit. Acts 13 is the story of uh, uh, the church in Antioch. And this was a church that was just in worship. And, and the, what they did really well was they just listened. They embraced, they desired God's presence and they listened to this direction and word of the Spirit. And then all kinds of awesome mission happened. So, um, 
uh, look at the world around you and listen to the Spirit. What do you hear? So at your dig groups, I'd love for you to be able to come having processed all four of these questions and, and being able to, to talk about it in your, in your group. Um, all right. Uh, let me pause here. Any, do you guys have any questions on that? I have just a couple of thoughts I'm going to leave, leave you with, but uh, I just want to make sure that, that this is clear for you in terms of your take-home. Um, just some thoughts about the Spirit. When you're connected to God's Spirit, what does that provide you? A lot of things, but here's one I want to highlight, and that is discernment. Discernment is the ability to tell in a very gray world what is actually God's will for me in this situation. Discernment is not, I'm going to go and just, there's an obvious answer in the Bible. It is, how is the Holy Spirit actually working in me right this second to deal with this particular issue that I don't have really clear evidence in the Bible what to do? How do I know? Well, it's through discernment. And discernment is a mark of God's Spirit. Uh, Many years ago, I, uh, uh, I was a, long story, I, I was a historical Jesus scholar, and I, I lived in Cambridge, and I was, a his, I was a research fellow in historical Jesus studies, and I just studied the historical Jesus constantly, and one of the things I hoped, and I had about a 10-year period where that's all, basically all I did, one of the things I hoped was that if I studied Jesus enough, then I could be able to have this magical flow chart that I could know actually what to do in every situation as a pastor, as a professor, as a husband. I could just go back and I said, okay, here's Jesus. And he, when he was in this situation, he always did X. I could have like this flow chart. Um, here's, the, here's the thing. With, with Jesus, though, you know what Jesus was? He was a man of the Spirit. Jesus himself actually listened to and followed the Spirit. And you know what that meant for him? There's no flow chart. Jesus, in almost exact same situations, would do and act differently. And it's kind of mad, like, it's like I'd like to have some kind of like, nope. Uh, Jesus demonstrated for us what discernment is because he was a man of the Spirit. So, so what it means for you and me to actually have the Spirit is that we actually lean into God's presence and we ask him, what is God's will in this situation? And the Spirit of God gives us a direction. Now, if you want to get into that more, 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verses 10 through 16 is a great passage for you to meditate on. Um, uh, we see this in Revelation uh, two uh, two six or sorry two seven where Jesus is talking to the churches uh, and and he has this refrain refrain over and over and over he who has an ear 
let him hear what the Spirit says. So there's this call that evidently God is speaking to me, but is my ear attuned to God's Spirit or not? Or is, or is there stuff clogged up in my ear? All right, so discernment, super important. Uh, second, um, I know you guys have done like gift assessments as part of your, your uh, is that, are those in dig groups as well or is that just a part of, that's just big, well, gifts assessments, which is fantastic and something that we do as well, super important. Here's the thing, those gifts are give, given to you by the Spirit for God's mission. Those gifts actually are not your own possession. The, and ultimately, the gift of God's Spirit, it is a gift, but it's not a gift for your possession. God's Spirit, going back to my very first point I made, God's Spirit is not to be trifled with, is not to be manipulated, it's not to be used for your own agenda. When people start doing that, whoa, watch out. Don't do that. God's Spirit is a gift, but not for you and your own possession to do with whatever you want to. It's a gift to be stewarded and used by God for his will. Is that just, that's important. I don't, want, I don't want any Ananias and Sapphira stories coming out of here. Um, the Spirit of God, point three, the Spirit of God, when we have the God's Spirit, um, is always anticipating the future where God's Spirit and God's kingdom actually comes in full. So it is the anticipation of the future experienced in the present. So when you have God's spirit, it's sort of this weird dynamic where, where there is almost like a holy discontent because you're, you've been given God's spirit, but it's not actually in full. And so, and so God's spirit points us to the future, actually gives us discernment of the future of God's will and where things are heading. But, but what we experience right now is just a taste of the future. And so there's actually a kind of, of, dis, of discontent when you have the Spirit. Sometimes people think, if I have God's Spirit, then I should just feel at peace all the time. That's fiction. That's not actually a sign of God's presence is if you just have a peaceful, easy feeling. That is, that's... that's God does give you peace from a, a taste of shalom from him, but he is ushering you into the future that he has, and what you have right now is a fractured, minuscule experience of that. So there should be some discontent. Does that make sense? Uh, lastly, I mean, there's a lot more here, um, but uh, here, here's just... I want to challenge you with something. I've already given you homework, but I want to just give you a ch just challenge, just for the fun of it. This week, every morning, I want you to do this. This is an awareness challenge. In your, your prayer to God, every day this week, so just seven days in a row, say to God in prayer, God, I will expect 
and look for you to intervene in my life too. I'm just going to expect and I'm going to actually look for you to intervene in my life today. Just pray that and see what happens. Just see what happens. That is a, uh, that is a can of worms prayer. Because my, I'll just give you a little preview. What you'll discover is that God's spirit is actually at work in remarkable ways right in front of your face but we're just tone deaf. Our receptors are all screwed up. Our ears are all clogged. And if we just ask, God, I will look for and expect you to intervene in my life, you will be blown away. Uh, when um, uh, Chase actually was in a, a class of mine that I was teaching and I had them do this, I think for just an hour or something, it was, an, it was like an hour, and this was like on the campus of Denver Seminary, which is like boring. And, and so I had him just go out and just say, hey, just, just look for and expect God to intervene in the next hour. And just go about, go about, just go wander, and just, they would come back with crazy stories on the campus of Denver Seminary. Just... Just put it on. Just, just, just put it on for size in your prayer this week, and and I'm, I'm really curious, and I anticipate the kind of stories that you're going to be able to tell a week from now. All right, let's pray. God, thanks for today. Thanks for each one here. Lord, we um, we desire to experience your spirit. Um, we we know and confess that your spirit is mysterious. Uh, your spirit is not to be trifled with or to be experienced lightly. Um, and so, Lord, we, uh, we know that we're, we're talking about the very presence of, of God and that the aspect of, of your presence that we, we can actually step into and that you've given us because of Jesus and what he's done for us. He's given us your spirit. And so we thank you for that. Lord, it's my experience, it's my prayer that each one of us in this room would just taste a little bit more, that we would open up just a little bit more of our heart for your presence, that we could experience just a little bit more of your direction. It's got to be asked that you'd give that to us. And we pray this in Christ's name. Thank you for listening to The Well Podcast. For resources and information on how you can support our mission to proclaim the gospel and make disciples, please visit us online at www.boulderwell.org.